Welcome back to another episode of the Rugged Angel podcast. This is episode 29, and I am your host, Camila. The Pittsburgh 48-Hour Horror Film Project. The teams have made their films last weekend, and now it's time to show the world, or at least Pittsburgh, what they made in 48 hours, the horror films that they made in 48 hours. These screenings will be happening on October 25th. That's a Sunday at the Hollywood Theater in Dormont, 6 o'clock. Screening group A, that is 10 films that were made in 48 hours. And then at 8 o'clock, screening group B, that is another 10 films that was made in 48, that were made in 48 hours. All of the films are between four to seven minutes long, and they're all horror. So there's different types of horror. There will be cannibalism, there will be psychological thriller, there will be vampires, there will be mad scientists, insanity, the list goes on. You definitely want to come check this out. Tickets are just $10 or two for 15 and you can see all 20 films for that amount. That's an amazing price. So come hang out with us, the filmmakers, the people who love the filmmakers, me. We're down at the Hollywood Theater, October 25th. For more information, you can go to our Facebook page, Pittsburgh 48-Hour Film Project, or you can go to the website, 48hourfilm.com slash Pittsburgh. Or there's also information on my website, ruggedangel.com. This episode is with the lovely Lainey Redinger. And apparently, this was Lainey's first time doing a podcast or even an interview that had nothing to do with her intern, one of the many interns that she has. So I am happy to be the first person to introduce her to the world, so to speak. And um, we had a great time. I've been friends with Lainey for probably about six years now. And, um, you know, she's a really great person and I just enjoy hanging out with her. And it's something that we need to do more often Um, in this interview, in this podcast I reckon we both recognize that we have a lot of similarities and so we there's no reason why we shouldn't be hanging out more often other than I am a bit of a homebody and um, I don't generally like to leave my couch if I don't have to. Lainey discovered early on in her life that she wasn't making the best decisions and so she decided to change that and that's one of the things that I admire about Lainey is that she's very self-aware and um, she's willing to make sure that she is doing right by everyone else. And, um, you know, she is just really a good person deep down at heart. We, um, in this conversation, we try to make sense of the world's problems. Um, there's some shout outs to our favorite Pittsburgh businesses. And we talk about our cheese addiction. So the conversation goes from heavy to light to heavy to crazy. So please enjoy. I hope you learn something and maybe you find some new Pittsburgh haunts that you might want to check out. Um, they are, there's a lot of Pittsburgh businesses and just because we could, we, we couldn't talk about everybody, but know all of you Pittsburgh based businesses that you are all in our hearts. We love you all. And also guys, I want you to remember never dim anyone else's light so that you can shine. Just shine. Redinger, 
Welcome to the Rugged Angel Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to pop your podcast, Cherry. Yay! <laughs> or even just, I guess, your interview. Yeah. All, all in all. So it's just um, shocking to me, as I mentioned, how you have not been highlighted or interviewed or no. spotlighted in no, any way. No, I'll do... Um, a lot of my students will interview me as part of their internship. Mm. But that's about it. So I'm in a lot of papers for school <laughs> that's about all let's see if we let's see if we can't change that yes all right so how was your day going so far my day is good i went and got a mocha down at espresso amano and read some uh, i'm rereading chuck Palahniuk's rant oh really yeah i've been on a kick with him since i went to go see him um mm. at carnegie how was that the coolest thing I've ever been to in my life. It was the first book reading I've, like, I've ever gone to. Yeah, I've never been to one. And it's unlike what I imagine any book signing reading is like. Mm-hmm. So you come in and you get a bag of goodies. And one mm-hmm. of your goodies is a clear beach ball and a, um, what are they called? Like a glow stick. Okay. So you fill up your beach ball. There's a little tube for your glow stick. You put that in there. You write your name all over your beach ball, okay? Mm-hmm. Every, in between each little reading, we do like this bingo or like, yeah, like a bingo. So you throw your, whatever ball you have near you up, everyone throws them into the middle. Everyone's popping them up like crazy. (laughs) They turn off the lights. It looks so awesome. And then they pick one and you win a cool book. Oh, that's awesome. And then at the end of the, the end of the reading, they're like, everyone stand up. Let's give, you know, Mystery Lovers Bookstore a hand for bringing us here. And then they like, we have a gift for you. And they start throwing foam bloody hands <laughs> autographed by Chuck into the audience. So I got a foam arm. Nice. And yeah, it was awesome. That's pretty great. So you got a couple of free books there. I read those. And then I'm like, I need to reread Flight Club. And then I'm like, oh, I need to reread Rant because that's mm. my favorite one. And I think they're doing a movie of it. Oh, really? They've been talking about it. So what's, I'm going to reread it. What's Rant about? Because I've only, I've only read Choke and Fight Club. Rant? is about time travel okay and the way that they travel through time is like car crash car crashes and it's this one main character rant casey and honestly like it's been so long since i've read it that's really the only things i'm remembering so i'm just in like the third chapter right now. okay so time travel through it's one of his best ones yes and it's like an oral history so you read a chapter and it's 10 people giving you a little excerpt throughout you know, he always has these cool literary devices. Yeah. So, yeah. I like really it. good book. I'm going to have to get into that one. I'll have to check that one out. Choke is good, too. Yeah, that was really good. A little surprise ending there. For right? You. And it has been, it's been a long time since I've read that one, and I don't remember. Something about Jesus. Yes. It's like he's okay. Jesus or something. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so, you know. Good on Chuck. Yeah. Um, but we're here to talk about you, Lainey. Talk about me. Okay. Where did you... I could try to do that. Where did you grow up? I primarily grew up here in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was born, I lived in Penn Hills. Then we lived in Squirrel Hill. Okay. And then in second grade, we moved to Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, really? Yeah. How long were you there? Um, we were there three years. So... Um, My mom just graduated college, and there weren't any teaching jobs here in Pittsburgh. So we went down there, and we were there for Hurricane Hugo. Oh. So that was crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, um, you know, like our whole town was 
out of commission for like six months. Really? And I actually came back up to Pittsburgh. And, you know, every other kid I probably went to school with was at home like for months not having to go to school. Mm-hmm. My family sends me back to Pittsburgh to go to school. <laughs> <laughs> so I went back to Minadeo and was in class. Um, and then at the end of fifth grade, my sister was born. So we moved back to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And moved to Plum, and that is where I went to high school. Okay, what was high school like for you? Did you? Oh my goodness! Did you um, enjoy it? No, it? <laughs> I and hated high school. And it's just I, I love asking this question because there's so many. I get the majority of hated high school, <laughs> and I've got maybe two women who have been like, "Oh, I loved it." Yeah, I mean, I think that's an awkward time. For lots of people. And if you really liked it, that was probably like the peak of your life. <laughs> no offense. But... Right. Or you went to like some awesome, amazing school. Yeah. Like, like one you of were them was like at like Kappa arts. or Fame yeah. or something. Right. Exactly. No. Um. Yeah. We were, you know, kind of discussing this. It's, it was a rural school mm-hmm. and I was different. I always had to be different. And I, you know, stood out like a sore thumb. And honestly, it's kind of like she's all that. Okay. Have you seen She's All That? Yes. Okay, and you know the main character's name is Lainey Boggs. Oh, that's and right. And she walks around high school covered in art, paint. With her overalls and, and she's their big weird. glasses. Exactly, and she she doesn't care that she's weird, and she's super weird. And that was my life. I, I didn't care. Kids wanted to beat me up every day. Mm-hmm. They would throw stuff in my hair on the bus. They would chase me after off the bus, and I'm like running home. Meanwhile, like I'm like a foot taller than them. Like I t- totally <laughs> probably could have taken them, but I was but terrified. That's not who you were. You know were... was. So I, you know, I I was really into art. I was really into music. I was kind of like a hipster before. For was, was for was the, the term the word hipster. hipster. You know, like if you heard of that, it wasn't cool anymore. Um. <laughs> But then my senior year, I started dating a popular guy. It wasn't on a bet, but (laughs) suddenly all of those kids were my friend. And, you know, they weren't teasing me and harassing me anymore. And I suddenly fit in more. And so it was really bizarre. And I went through this phase of fitting in. How did you get hooked up with this, the popular boy? I kind of went through like a a swan moment Mm. and... um, fit in more and I met them at the gym that I worked out at like three hours a day seven You're days a week working I, was, like, obsessed. Out? <laughs> I was obsessed with working out and yeah I, I I had dated a awkward weird boy that actually lots of people know his Pete Spinda he's pandemic DJ pandemic oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was my high school boyfriend and we were just the weirdo like you know we were too cool for everything I love and it transitioned into this jock and yeah, that so that was kind of like my high school, my college sweetheart. And I went off to college and joined a sorority, like one of the cooler sororities. And oh my god! Then it hit me like everyone would say, "You don't seem like a sorority girl." And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm not a sorority right. girl." And I quit and went back to being quirky, weird, laney. So there was this period where I tried it on. Yeah, so like you were you physically started to blossom, and then all these the popular kids wanted to be friends with you at that point and mm-hmm. then so you kind of was taking on that you were taking on that personality yeah that persona. I think as much as you want to resent it and act like you don't care if you're not popular if you get the opportunity to you're like okay yeah let's, let's see what this is about let's do it come on yeah and, and it's stupid like, yeah people are phony and it's inauthentic and I'm just not the type of person that can you know, make fake, phony, small talk, and I just want to have deep, real connections with people, and it just, 
it didn't suit me. You know, you have yeah. to look a certain way and wear this thing and wear that thing. And I want to do my own thing. So, right. you know, I tried it on. It didn't fit. Well, I'm glad you figured that out yeah. early on in your life. I'm sure Eric did, too. He doesn't like cookie cutters. He, <laughs> I think he likes how weird I am. Do you find... I like how weird you are. Do you find, um, like, female relationships easy to find, to have, to Not to at keep? all. Hmm. No. Like, I had one female friend all through high school. Mm-hmm. Um. And then trying that sorority thing, it was really Forced. challenging for me. Yeah, it was really awkward. And it kind of made me even resent female relationships even more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I have a handful of female friends now that I can call a friend like yourself and <laughs> Kelly. And But it's hard. It's hard for me to connect with people. I'm kind of shy in a way. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I'm I'm just insecure, so it's hard for me to like kind of put myself out there and really get to genuinely know people. And I feel like after a certain age, it's just like hard. It's, it's really difficult it's after awkward. a certain age, yeah. And you know because you know we have a lot of similarities, and I think you know part of it, you know, we're both Pisces, and mm-hmm. it's just um, I also find it hard to keep to to trust female mm-hmm. relationships just because of um the things that I had gone through through high school with like bullying and just girls will turn on you at the drop of a dime yeah and it was just like you know so I that is what has kept me from it for so long is just trying is not being able to trust exactly I feel like I can't trust them with who I really am and you know I'm also I'm not that cookie cutter like you can't really put me in a box per right. se like and it's so it's just like most people don't know how to deal with that and that's what sucks but um yeah like a half a handful of females that i can actually call a friend such as yourself and um there's like one that i've had since eighth grade that you know i you know that is my girl cecily shout out and um (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's just like you know it does get harder after a certain age just trying to fit into somebody else because everybody's life is so established and they all have their friends that they've yeah that they've had you know and i kind of bounced around a lot Mm -hmm. um you know so the whole growing up in childhood friends didn't really stick and then you know in i kind of go through these phases so i go through different groups of friends and i think honestly a problem i I had a group of girlfriends from college that i lived with and stuff and Mm i i drank too much and I was an idiot like I would be I was really annoying I was really annoying and I would get too drunk and I was I don't I don't think it was very fun to be around so I lost a lot of friends that way and it really changed how I carry myself and Mm. the decisions I make and that's why I think the friends that I have now are really good lifelong friends because Mm. I'm not I've grown Mm -hmm. you know I think I've lost some friends throughout time because I, I hadn't matured yet and I could understand why they we're like, let's. I don't want to hang out with Lainey anymore. She's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you grow. At what point do you think that you? At what age do you think that you actually found or figured out or kind of latched on to who Lainey is? And hmm, do I know yet? Uh, yeah, I mean, or like, or you know, has it not happened yet? Or like, or no, I mean, I think something my grandmother taught me astrologically is when you're 28, your Saturn returns, mm-hmm. and that's like something clicks about the responsibility in your life mm-hmm. and how you are and how you act. Um, around 21, 22, I s- kind of stumbled into getting really fascinated with Buddhism. Okay. So that had a huge impact on my life. I, I wasn't the greatest person before and I kind of like almost overcorrected it. Like 
I cannot lie now. Like, I couldn't mm. lie if you paid me a million dollars. I couldn't. I just, it makes me super uncomfortable. But I would lie my head off, like, for no reason. When I was really? little, oh, my God, I would just make up stories. Because really? I moved around, I would just make up my own little story to make myself huh. interesting to people. And now, like, I couldn't, I couldn't lie if you paid me. It makes me so uncomfortable. So, you know, the Buddhism had a huge impact on me. Just understanding... Um, why I was anxious mm -hmm. and I wasn't making good decisions. And when you make good decisions there, you don't have as much to be anxious about. Right. And you can kind of just know you did your best. And if it doesn't go well, then that's just, it's okay. And so starting to learn those things, reading, you know, books like uh, conversations with God and all these Buddhist texts have like really started to transform me. And then at 28 was when I started working at nocturnal and, mm -hmm. And that's when, like, work became my life. Mm -hmm. And I really realized what a hard worker I was and how much you can really enjoy what you do. And I really feel like that's who Lainey is. So that kind of was a shift. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so you brought up Nocturnal. So let's talk about Nocturnal. You said when you were yeah. 28, that's when you started. Yeah. You explained for those who are not familiar. Totally. Um, so Nocturnal started with Kelly Mays. Um, and a circle of her girlfriends um, while we were all still at the city paper. Mm -hmm. And just an idea to Kelly was to establish a group of women that were pr like just very positive and kind of um, overcoming the stereotypes of females in business and females in general being catty and being two-faced and being blah, 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 mm -hmm. and kind of using the strength of femininity and feminine energy like creativity and nurturing and putting that into a business and the business was marketing mm -hmm. so um in the beginning it was a lot of guerrilla marketing so street team uh branded events um scion was one of the biggest clients at first so like finding cool hip events to brand scion in a subtle but cool way to make them a cool brand mm -hmm. so it all kind of started from there and at first, I was still at the city paper. I couldn't afford to, like, drop everything to go work with this. Mm -hmm. So I kind of – I worked at an arts nonprofit for a minute. I worked with another marketing agency. And finally, they were like, okay, we can we can bring you on and you can join us. So I started there and just started in sales. And um, we would do, like – we would find sponsors for events a lot. So mm -hmm. a tattoo convention or, you know – a cultural event or gotcha. whatever and we would get sponsors to help enhance those events and um that's what i did at first and eventually i started managing the internship program and i would have some semesters i had up to 20 students mm. um and you know managing our street team which became a really big role for us we did street team for giant eagle and the cultural trust and market research and stuff like that and then we would do a lot of events so um I actually was the manager for the downtown neighborhood block party for the first two years, okay. which was really cool. Um, we would do fundraisers for art events. Okay. So, event, and then up until, um, so I left last April. Okay. Um, now, you were in it from the ground floor. I was the, in it, I came in about a year and a half after okay. they had really, like, started being full-time running this company. Gotcha. Um Kelly even was working at the city paper a little bit at first. Okay. And so it was about a year and a half into it that I joined them. And I was there for six years. Um, and, it, you know, before I left, one of the things we were working on was knock you out, which 
is like their cultural nightlife magazine, if you will, with, you know, a lot of cool events Mm -hmm. and articles weekly. So I would help edit that and manage that and write for that and manage our writing students and things like that. And then we started doing Raw, which is the monthly artist series um, that features, I think, up to 80 artists every other month now. Yeah, that's a really big event. It's cutting... Yeah. Crazy. But like yeah. some really good stuff that goes on there. It's awesome. Lee does an amazing job at that event. Um, it's really stressful to just imagine. I've always joked that there's two industries that I kind of focus on a lot, and it's the arts mm-hmm. and um, like wellness and new age kind mm-hmm. of brands. And both of those like types of people <laughs> are a little hard to manage. And <laughs> I kind of joke that it's like herding cats. Yes. So absolutely. you're herding cats that are off like in creative land. Like I'm a painter and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, no, be her at this time. And so this many tickets and da, 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 da. So, you know, it's a big cat herding <laughs> exhibition, but you know, Lee manages to pull it off. So it's awesome. So you're not involved in that anymore. No. Yeah. So I, um, I left nocturnal in, April of last year, in 2014. Mm. And just to kind of finally work on my own, um, I wasn't an owner of Nocturnal. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I was just at a point where I wanted to be doing more of my own thing. And, you know, hopefully eventually start my own family and have a little more freedom to m- my work life. Um, so that's what I'm doing now. I freelance and consult and do marketing and do my own projects and events. and. Okay. It's awesome. It's been an amazing year. So you had nothing else solid scheduled when you when you when you walked away. Um, I I I picked up. So we had like we gave each other some time. Mm-hmm. So you know she could find someone and I could train them. And mm-hmm. in that time, I found a couple of projects and clients and mm-hmm. started putting feelers out. And um, yeah, and it's just grown since then. So I also work with uh, Next Pittsburgh now. Okay. So I'm like the marketing manager there. Awesome. When they do events, um, I help manage the events and help with sponsorship and sell ads and stuff like that. And it's awesome because, you know, my publishing experience started with Knock You Out, which is a very young brand. Mm -hmm. And I almost really, I kind of feel like I outgrew Nocturnal in a way that I just wasn't as into being out at DJ events and that kind of stuff anymore. So I couldn't relate. And that's the great thing is next is a much, you know, a little more mature version of that kind of idea. Um, home by 10 parties. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. I'm all about the home by 10 parties now. So, you know, there were times where I was out until four in the morning. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love what Next does. You know, it just, it's basically highlighting what a great city this is. And, you know, I remember when the 80s, when this city, no one would ever think that it would be what it is. And when I was in college and going to Pitt, I really wanted to work in art, and I thought I would leave and go to New York. Yeah. You know, i pull a Warhol, if you will. Yeah. And um, then I started realizing, like, how much potential was around us. And, you know, when we first even started Nocturnal, people weren't really on to what a great city it was. And right. it's just con- grown so exponentially over the – and I just knew it. So I, I'm, I'm so glad I stayed and – could be a part of it like yeah. really be a part of all the cool arts and you know great scene that's in the city so well, i think you exciting. ladies did it and um, were a lot helped a lot and like getting the word out basically or just trying to you know kind of rally up all the cool stuff that is going on here in pittsburgh um so you guys are like one of the people right there on the ground floor of trying of getting the city to where it is because it's like 
almost pioneers, if you will, as to um, like because there's a lot of other, you know, groups that are kind of sprouting up after the fact. But, you know, kudos to y'all for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's awesome to, for you to say that. I mean, we definitely gotten to work with a lot of the people that I would more give the credit to. I, I kind of feel like I'm a promoter more than a doer but you know there's so many awesome people that we've gotten to work with and see the amazing stuff that they've done over the years so yeah that's ridiculous laney you are absolutely a doer <laughs> um <laughs> i am a doer yeah. i just i uh i have trouble putting my own stuff out there so i, ra- I would rather promote other people's awesome stuff what uh, what of your own stuff is there to be put out there um, like what what is it that you're sitting on that you aren't letting us letting I would the public say know about? that Um, I'm a writer. Mm -hmm. I majored in English writing. Mm -hmm. Um, so poetry, creative writing, but I, I kind of have been so used to using it for corporate marketing writing for Mm -hmm. so long, you know, just like press releases and proposals and da 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 that I kind of have lost touch with the creative side of my voice. No. And then I painted. I mean, like I said, I walked around school. I I spent my lunches in the art room. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get enough of creating and I don't take enough time to do it anymore so what is it going to take to get you back into that creative mode I'm you know I'm trying I we you know what's crazy is we are doing some renovations around our house and um tearing things down and like building them back up was so awesome to me I'm like oh I'm using my hands again I'm making something and then you look at it when it's done you're like I made that that's absolutely it, fulfilling that's yeah gotta, it reminded I mean, me of that feeling I've never why. actually done that but it seems like it would be very it's fulfilling it's awesome yeah we um we just tore our back pantry and put in a new bathroom back there and we built like this huge retaining wall in front of our house and and yeah, you're done and you look at that and you're like, oh my God, I made that. That's so cool. <laughs> and that's what it was like to make art. So I feel like that kind of woke it up in, mm-hmm. in me. And, you know, designing and things in your home is a little creative. It's kind of waking up those juices for me. So. Yeah. And well, hopefully that um, you'll start to do that a little bit more because I would yeah. I would like to read some of your totally. creative writings. You know, I started a musings. blog like three years ago and I think I made four posts <laughs> so maybe i need to that's that's an easy way to absolutely like, kind of you know get the wheels turning again yes please that's um because i think writing is one of the things that i i'm i'm very envious of writers of those of you who huh. can um be creative and can do creative writing um, I've been told that i can do it but i think it just takes me so long to do it that I just I, I can't just churn it out like most people can or it's yeah. like even just to sit down and you know how folks can just like free write or whatever I, I just can't do I it I can't free write I mean I think um there's just moments like you can't force the moment for it to come out of you either yeah. you know you can't just be like now is the time I'm gonna sit down and write it has to really <laughs> like just come up over you and it's like it's usually something just happens in front of your face that makes it click for you you know yeah. that you're like a l- the light bulb goes off and mm-hmm. then you you have to put it down right then or it's gone right yeah so that's, I think that's the hardest also, part yeah i think that's also a big problem i was like yeah sure i'll be in traffic or, or like that's and, exa- and traffic like, in the shower yes traffic in the shower those you are two of the exactly and by the time i've gotten out i've already forgotten because there's always so much going on in my brain like it's, it's consistently like having a hundred thoughts at once yeah exactly like 25 computer tabs open like it's yeah that's, that's what, what it is. is there's all these windows open and i'm, I'm all over the place 
I'll be talking, I'll have conversations with Eric and it's like, you start one place and then, or no, we'll just be sitting there in the car and then suddenly I'll say something and he's like, where did that come from? <laughs> and I'll be like, well, I had this thought that led to that thought that led to this thought. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Exactly. I have that problem too, as to where the train of thought of where we get there is just like, you know what? You don't even really want to know what brought me there. It was like 47 steps, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it started off with is that. Is that a Pisces thing? thing? It might be. Maybe. But it's, yeah. And I always kind of thought um, like Pisces, uh, just because it's like the two fish swimming in opposite directions. On my own opposite. Yeah, exactly. And I'm always like kind of contradicting myself mm-hmm. or um, second guessing. You see guessing. both sides of everything. Exactly. I am sec- I am like terrible at making decisions. Oh my god! When I go shopping, I'm like, do I buy this? Do I not? I, I hate Eric hates to shop, but I have to bring him because I'm like, I would just sit there forever. I need like, help. Is it this one or this one? And should I spend this much? And that's terrible. I can't buy that. And yeah, yeah, no, I totally, I, I see both sides of everything, and yeah, I kind of feel like I'm my own opposite in do a you, lot of ways. Do you find? I also find that Pisces are I feel pretty deeply, a lot, oh my god. A lot very empathetic. Um, I absorb energy from yeah. wherever I am, and it's it's a, a lot sometimes to take. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, for example, my brother is an athlete, and mm-hmm. we would go to his wrestling championships in this giant auditorium of parents screaming it, and there's like little kids like wrestling, like little kids, oh my god, fighting on these <laughs> like five and six year olds, and everyone's like, yeah, and I like literally would have panic attacks, like I need to get out of here. This is too much like angry yeah. energy, like aggression, and I just I I cry at the I I cry at Chopped, I cry at commercials. <laughs> I ESPN just makes me cry constantly. Really? Oh yeah. <coughs> you I mean they have these touching stories, the like overcoming adversity and oh, these okay. sad kids. They have all these like human interest stories that I'm just bawling. Like we were watching something talking about. Oh, these college kids finally got, they were walk-ons and they got the scholarship. I'm bawling. Like, they got the scholarship. <laughs> or even, like like I said, Chap, the lunch lady episode. And they're telling their stories. And I'm like, oh, so nice. <laughs> so I'm a total waterwork. Yeah, I'm definitely a crier when it comes to, like, a lot of those stories and, oh you know, just pr- troubles. and. But it's also, like, I, you say, like, I do absorb energy, too. And I will definitely um, uh, adopt someone else's mood. Like depending on what's going on, or if, like I feel like someone is angry. Well, you're a so, chameleon too. Yeah, like chameleon, so, yeah, chameleon. exactly. Like Al, Eric teases me when we travel. I pick up the accent. I do of where too. We are. I do the He's same like, thing. people are gonna think you're making fun of them. I'm like, I can't help it. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. Especially in Charleston, because like I grew up there, and so. Like, you know, I moved there with a northern accent and they made fun of me. And then I moved back north and I had a southern accent and they made fun of me. But I like just kind of, you know, and I've I've kind of gone through different groups and phases. And mm-hmm. I kind of just like pick up that when I'm with, you know, professional older women, I'll be more that way. But if I'm with whatever, I totally like change my yeah, exactly. person. And not in like a phony way, no, but it's, it's really like, authentically I'm that. It's adapting. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's definitely not phony. I'm still me, but it's still like, you know, I'm definitely like picking up. I'm, I'm fascinated by people's mannerisms. I'm fascinated by um, cadence in which people speak, accents, things like that. And so, and I feel like that's just another way for me to get to know somebody. And mm-hmm. so sometimes I find myself and I'm, I'm kind of a mimic yeah, and I'm not mocking, but I'm definitely totally. I, I will pick up 
some people's traits if I'm with you long enough. Like I'll start, I'll start saying your little whatever yeah. your little thing is or whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm the exact same way, and that's that's definitely a Piscean trait for sure. That and you know the empathy, kind of absorbing people's energy and creativity. Yeah, yeah. Like if I've, if Dan's in a bad mood or if like somebody that I really care about is in a bad mood, I will. I get sick, like I get this terrible knot in my stomach and I'm like, like, what can I do? What, what can, how can we fix this? What's wrong? And Uh, yeah, empathy and compassion too. Yeah. Mm. Like I, you know, you want to solve the world's problems. Like I get so upset thinking about the issues that the world faces and what can I do? And I feel so helpless and it's really a terrible state of affairs. And I don't know if, it's just be it if the world is getting worse or if it's the same and it's just because we have so much connectivity now that now we're we're privy to everything that's happening everywhere as opposed to like 20 years ago i think it's definitely more the latter and it's also like a lot of us are evolving and realizing mm-hmm. the level of badness so it's makes the juxtaposition so much greater mm-hmm. when you see it um you know, people are talking about the world ending in 2012. It was supposed to have ended last Wednesday. Too. Oh, there was okay. another one. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, you know, I I love conspiracy theories. I love, I'm very, like, woo-woo, spiritual, mm-hmm. new-agey kind of stuff. And, like, part of me was into that whole 2012 thing, the Mayan mm-hmm. prophecy. But the prophecy wasn't that the world was going to end. It was that there was a shift in consciousness. Okay. And the way we think and the way we're, you know functioning as a species is going to shift and change and that old will end and in so many ways i think it is Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of like you know the racial tensions that are coming up in the recently that that needs to come to a head to move forward Mm -hmm. you know like the the systems that are not functioning fairly are going to be exposed and are Mm going to crumble and this is the time for that and of course there's going to be a lot of conflict and Right. Chaos around that. Right. Because it's not just going to change. No. Um, there know? is uh, pain in death and in birth. So we're kind of going through that right now, I feel like. And I also, I, I, there are so many, there's this generation of older, old white men that are in charge right now of mm-hmm. the nation. And, and have always been. Yeah. And I just, feel like I, I think we're finally like you said we're getting that shift as to where our generation the children after us like they are seeing things their eyes are wide open and they're totally. they're they know that something is wrong they know that you know we need they need to they're very much more aware they're more intelligent they're mm-hmm. they're looking for answers and they're they, these kids today are just like they're more evolved exactly they, and in the new age world they call them indigo and rainbow ch- and crystal children like mm. it's like they are the next step in evolution mm-hmm. of you know and they even say like maybe that's what autism is and like all this increase in that it's like they're seeing the world in such a different way and they're so much more sensitive and right they're born slightly more evolved than we are so yeah that's what we need for it to change we need for the old guard to die right (laughs) essentially and we need these kids to grow up and become the new guard and it to evolve so as sad and overwhelming as it is because i just want to feel like i have a purpose in helping fix these things i also still have hope yeah that it's gonna it's on its way and it's really going to, you know, you're going to go through this really dark night before it gets. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It has to. Um, 
Yeah, I'm very optimistic, and I don't like to dwell on negative things. And but that, and I don't. Sometimes you can't help it. Well, yeah, no, so absolutely. Like right it's, it's just coming just at like, you. Like it's coming at you daily. Like, like throughout literally. the day. Like you see, and it's like only so long I can watch the news. There's only so many times that I can. God. And like you were saying, the connectivity. <coughs> you know, there were police killing people every day. Right, but when we're all disconnected and can disseminate the information that quickly, you finally, it clicks like, holy shit, everyone, are, did, right. are you seeing this? Like, right. You know, so that's a huge part of it too. That's part of this. It's, it's aiding this evolution. It's part, it needs to happen this way, you know, yeah. but it couldn't have happened without it. With the ice, you can't really have that you have shift to know that the there's isolation. A, you, you have know? to know that there's a problem. You have to, there has to be a problem. You have to know that there's a problem. You have, there has to be someone who is learning and taking it all in and trying to figure out and learning how to solve that problem. And so, totally. yeah, that's absolutely, you know. Are you going to vote? Yeah. I don't know which way I'm leaning yet. I, I still need to do a lot. I'm not very political. I don't like I it's a lot of times when I am um, I see I kind of feel like not my circus not my monkeys cuz I right. it's like you know it's it's always it, I was it feels like to me they're all lying at some point in time like I don't know for a fact any of these people's what their real agenda is totally. so it's like you know the lesser of however many evils and you know who is being honest who is you know no, so it's no like, there yeah. is no honest one right yeah. so it's, it's like, just like politics really are house of cards yeah you know? exactly so <laughs> like, i'm just like i don't that's not an exaggeration so that's i really, really i really try not to get too deep into it like I, I i i need to be educated i feel you to know what's going on but i, I really and i do vote um but it's just you know a lot of times it's just God, I really can't invest that much of my... Right, because are you really learning the truth anyway? Right. I, I, like, you know how you have, like, the new little Facebook, you can add a new little bio of yourself? Mm -hmm. Whenever I have stuff like that, I say truth seeker because... I'm, I really am a very curious person, and mm. I want to seek the truth, and that's why I love conspiracy theories. <laughs> um, and I take them with a grain of salt, of course. Right. I have a logical brain to not, like, blindly... Believe everything. Like, oh, my God, there's reptilian lizards running the world. <laughs> But I also don't discount that as a possibility. <laughs> so, you know, like ancient aliens and all that stuff. I'm right. totally into that. But with politics, it was like I I had a su super strong interest in politics at a pretty young age. Like at, in middle school when Clinton was running, mm -hmm. I was Clinton in the mock debates. I was a girl playing Clinton in the mock huh. debates. And I was super into it. And I think I won in the school. Nice. And... Um, you know, I just knew I'm, I've just been such a bleeding heart liberal mm -hmm. in my personality. Just all the things we were just talking about, right. you know, and with Obama, like I was so into it. Like right. Nocturnal was really behind the campaign. And then he like reelected the same guy to run the Federal Reserve. And mm. then I started really like learning about the conspiracy theories and Bilderbergs and Illuminati or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And. Not that I think like there's one end all be all narrative out there that knows what it is, but it's just I'm sure there's sprinkles there is, of truth. Yeah, this whatever presidents might even think they're walking in there and they're gonna do something, mm. and then the second they get in, they're like, "Sorry, this is how it is. You're right. a puppet now." Exactly. It's like you're no. gonna do everything we say, and you have zero choice in it. And... Exactly. Oh, that's cute. You thought you were gonna come in oh, here yeah. and oh yeah, here's really what's gonna happen. <laughs> exactly. And so you know, I 
when that disillusionment came over me, it was really depressing. But I still voted for Obama again because there's I'm like there's no way right. we can have McCain in here. And my husband's like, no, we need to burn, we need to vote for Nader, we need to vote for <laughs> Nader. And I'm like, but then what happens if it's McCain? <laughs> like we can't have that. And you know, I think we're at a point at this point where everybody keeps saying like. We can't vote for so and so because then so and so will win. Right. I think if we all just voted for, for who, San, Bernie Sanders, right, for who he we could want really win. To, yeah, because there's so many people. It's like, oh, you know, Sanders, he would be a great president, but you know, I don't think he's going to be he's able not to do be it. Hillary. It's like, well, maybe if you would all vote that way. Exactly. Then... I think we're at a point, you know, with the shift, more people are waking up, mm-hmm. and I think we're at a point where we can have that. And maybe he is too good to be true maybe right. he's not truly the socialist or maybe he is and he'll get there and he'll be like sorry right but that's kind of where i'm leaning right now i'm not gonna vote for a woman just because she's a woman no absolutely i would love not. to have a woman president right but but i still there's still things about hillary that i'm just shady. not yeah she's millie like we were saying right there. i'm it's not totally feeling her 100 percent. i'm not i just she's she's in corporate pocket and that's mm. really you know like when you look at house of cards or whatever that's that's the thing there it's money they right and paid. wasn't there the whole thing like another thing with bernie was that he raised all his own money that's one or, thing that's kind of separates him or he's, he's, he doesn't have any like you know the corporate right um backing and also there was something the guy who supposedly purchased the aids the drug the drug yeah. That, yeah yeah for hiv and was like like hiked up the price yeah. or something he donated money to bernie and then bernie donated said money to an hiv clinic or something like that huh now that was just like i didn't read the actual story i think that was like a headline that i saw i saw something about them but i didn't get the context of what the story was yeah That's not 100 percent sure about that but yeah. i know hillary has like flip-flopped on some issues and she supports like all the gmo and those chemical companies mm. and i'm sure lots of other things but she was just on saturday night live do you still oh, watch Saturday Night Live? Uh, every once in a while. I, I'm so old. Like, <laughs> 11 we were, o'clock, well, DVR, I'm usually asleep. DVR is our friend. Like, I don't actually <laughs> watch it live, of course. But yeah, I feel like no one watches SNL anymore, and Eric and I, like, won't give up. We're like, no. It's got to get better. I mean, it's it's okay. There's, there's some okay new ones. But she was on Saturday Night Live last week or the week before, and, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. What was she doing? What she... she was like the bartender to one of the characters playing her. Oh. <laughs> and I don't know where the thought went, but it was funny. <laughs> well, I'll look for it. <laughs> Maybe it'll circle back around. So where did you like the whole, you, you mentioned that you're more new agey, spiritual. And does that come into line with your Buddhist beliefs or is Honestly, that something it in its own? started really young. Mm-hmm. Um, I was raised Catholic. Mm. Um, you know, my grandfather's Italian. He brought me to church every day. And um, I started to question that really young in CCD. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Mm. And then my mom would openly question things. She's mm. like, we don't know that that's real. And she had like this one quote that kind of impacted me. I mean, my, my mom is pretty pretty smart chick. Mm. And she was like, you know there are things our brains can't even conceive of, of Mm. how the world works. And maybe they don't walk or run, they bleep blop. And we don't even know what a bleep blop is or how it even functions or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. And that's kind of where that curious nature of mine comes from. And so there was that. And then my grandmother, um, her mom raised me um, Mm. from 
four to about eight years old. Okay. Uh, while my mom went to college, my oh. mom had me when she was sixteen. Oh wow. Yeah. So, um, my maternal grandmother was like my mother, oh. and um, she just passed away last August. Oh. But she was such a amazing impact in my life and she was a certified astrologer Hmm. so she studied astrology for almost 50 years wow um you could walk in and tell her your time of birth and where you were and she'd open this book of just symbols and be like you're not that close with your father and your mother blah 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 and you like to do blah blah and just read you wow and eric is first time he met her you know he was not like super into astrology and necessarily believed it and the second she did that he was like holy crap i believe in astrology wow (laughs) so you know she was always into psychics and astrologers and she would take me to new age expos at like the old convention center where you got your aura photo taken and Mm. like crystals and that definitely had an impact on me and i think you know i kind of am a counterculture kind of person and i just felt more at home there Mm -hmm. in that kind of environment and it's crazy like in the past five years how i finally found like this tribe of people that are very similar like most of my life i'm like i feel like an alien and no one gets me and no one understands how i feel about the world and now like i feel like everyone does like everyone is super into i I feel like people are less like christianity is not the mainstream thing anymore right and um it's awesome it's cool to finally feel like you're not the only one. Um, although when I hang out with like the super new agey uh, crowd, like I'm a little too logical for them. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> let's quit talking about your aura and the weird <laughs> synchronicity of this. Like, blah, blah, blah. I just so I Pisces. it's got to be a balance. Yes. <laughs> Own opposite. Right. Love it. Hate it. Like, it's just me. I can't help it. Well, what is um a legacy that you would like to leave? behind for you a legacy i mean to me what i have left behind is a lot of hard work Mm. and i have mentored hundreds of students Mm. and i really hope i've like inspired a lot of them Mm -hmm. um you know whenever they would work with us i try to teach them things like the four agreements and Mm. why we chose to be a female-run company or i'm reading that right now yeah agreements (sighs) words to live by i mean greatest life lessons and and also like hey guys i tried out corporate life it didn't fit me and you can do this too Mm -hmm. and um so being able to inspire and i i mean a lot of them have been women but i've definitely worked with male students Mm -hmm. but you know inspiring other young women to make their own path and follow their dreams um and you know i just I want to be of service. I just, that just, I feel like my calling is to be of service. So I help people. I feel like I help people reach their dreams and follow their dreams. And hopefully that's something that I can be leaving or hopefully I can write these ideas down and (laughs) leave my legacy and through my creative outlet someday. Um, So, yeah, I never really thought about it, but that would be how I would answer that question. Okay, well, that's a good answer. <laughs> Is there anything that you haven't, what haven't you done yet that you would like to do? Um, hmm. I really want to be a parent. So. Um, I think that'll work out well for yeah, you. Yeah. I think I, you'd be a great mom. I am looking forward to that. I 
you know, I like I said, my mom had me really young, mm. and I had a unique childhood growing up. My dad um, kind of disappeared from four or five till 20. Mm. So it's really important to me to have the special parental relationship that maybe is not what I had. And it's awesome now. I, I get along really great with my mother. Mm. Um, we're like best friends, and sometimes I'm like her mom, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we talk every day and it's great. And, but you know, there was a long time where that was not the case. And I, I want to try, you know, pe you can either perpetuate the cycles your parents mm. were perpetuating from their parents, or you can try to break the cycle. Yep. And that's what I really want to try to do. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, maybe help. I think this is probably what all parents want to do, but help them not make the same mistakes. You right. Made, right. Absolutely. <laughs> but then you realize, you know, we had to make those mistakes. They yeah. made us who we were. That's how you learn. But, you know, just hopefully raise a good human that doesn't have to suffer quite as much as you did. <laughs> exactly. Do you? Does your mom live nearby? Yeah, yeah. Um, my mom still lives in Plum. Okay. And when we moved to Verona, that was part of the reason we moved. Like, okay. we're, we're, like, right at the edge of the city, but not too far from my mom. Right. So. And I know you have a brother and a sister. I have three sisters and a brother. Oh, really? My mom has a boy and a girl. Okay. Um, they are 25 and 22. Mm -hmm. And my dad has boy or two girls, and they are 25 and 22. Ah! So I, mm. I'm just getting to know my dad's daughters. Mm -hmm. I see them once a year or so. Um, they're great. And then um, my mom's my sister um she just got married this summer oh yeah so we both had, we both had wedding this summer. <laughs> were you a maid of honor or i was yes i was a matron of honor oh yeah matron of honor club <laughs> and um my brother is the starting quarterback from maryland that's right which i know you are like super stoked about that you were like 135 oh percent behind I now never like sports. Yeah, I was ever. just gonna ask you, like, have in my you... whole life, like, especially football. Like, I might be semi interested in hockey or something, uh -huh. but um, my husband was a college football player, mm. and now my, you know, ever since my brother started playing in high school, he had he was undefeated regular season all three years in high school. He never lost Good a regular God. season game, and. We went to all of his Central Catholic games, and it was just so exciting. Like, oh, my God, I'm related to this amazing yeah. winner, and you're just so <laughs> proud, you know? And, and I just respect him so much. He just has so much discipline and drive, and mm. um, we all have a little bit of a perfectionist streak in our family, I think. Yeah. So I totally relate to, like, he, how he functions in that way. Yeah. I, I channel it into a different realm, but um, it's so exciting. And then he gets to college and his true freshman year the the main quarterback got hurt and he became the starter wow. and he won his four of the six games he played and then he tore his acl oh that's right I, I it was like this that. crazy yeah. bizarre thing where it was the main guy and then him and then the guy behind him tore his acl and then oh a God. fourth guy got hurt and they had a linebacker and a quarterback oh my god it's like unheard of like it's never happened before it's like some crazy curse I'm yeah like yeah. Team. So he actually finally became the starter again this year. He started the first two games and they pulled him the second game. He had an interception and they were like, you're done. We're putting the other guy in. They put the other guy in. He had 12 interceptions in three games. He was shut out one game. He was totally destroyed. Like wow. he was horrible. And finally they were like, oh, wait, maybe we should put Perry back <laughs> in. So my brother started last week against Ohio State, the number one team in the country. Oof. He 
broke a school record for rushing yards. He had a 75-yard run into a touchdown. He was tied with the number one team in the country at the third quarter. Oh, really? He did an amazing job against a really, really tough team. And then in the last quarter, his defense kind of fell apart. The other team got a couple more scores, but... He, he did was amazing. holding his own. Yeah, he did fantastic. The whole world was like, holy crap. And so, what is this, his junior year? He is academically, yeah, football-wise, he is a junior. Okay. Um, he actually graduated um, oh, okay. in May because he's there so much, like for camp and stuff, that he finished uh, all his credits already, but damn. now he's doing his master's. Oh, okay. So I'm just really, yeah, my sister's awesome. She's a sign language interpreter, and she's a nanny, and she's amazing with kids. And she, you know, I think it's awesome that she has a job where she's helping people so much. Yeah. Um, And she's really creative, and she's, like, an amazing cook. Mm. Um, Like, amazing. Like, she should be a cook. And she's very creative, too. too. Like, she's very crafty, and Mm. she knits and does all kinds oh, man. of crafty stuff. So my sister's super crafty and talented, and my brother is just like this all-star. Like I'm like, oh my God, I'm related to this person. So, <laughs> Well, all three of you seem pretty awesome. Like, like your mom did a great job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're all, um, we're an interesting clan. We're super tight. Yeah. My family is super, super close. Um, we try to have family dinner like every week. Oh, and that's wonderful. We're really, we're loud and crazy and obnoxious, <laughs> but we love each other so much. Like we would kill for each other. And, yeah, we're super, super close. That's what I love. I love those families that are just, like, loud. And, like, it's, come on over. Like how- <laughs> we're having dinner tonight. You can come see the cray. That's how my mom's sister and I are. When we get together, it's just, like, loud and just laughter and just, like, so yeah. much. Just- we're just really silly. My grandmother was so silly. Like, she would just make up stories and be characters and, <laughs> you know, just crack you up. And so I think we all got a little bit of that from her. And nice. Yeah. We're a little rowdy bunch. And what is your form of self-care, Lainey? Mm. Um, I try to meditate. Mm-hmm. Um, that's helpful. Um, but, like, my favorite thing in the world that just, like, is my little bliss spot, which mm-hmm. to me is, like, rewarding myself, is just curling up with a book. Mm. It's just my little, my as my grandma would call, piece of heaven. Nice. <laughs> um, so... That's probably it, too. We are going to take a quick break. And then we're going to come back with your top five. Perfect. And a random question. A random five Pittsburgh small businesses of any kind. Okay. Um, and I also made a list. So Oh cool. So you read yours first and okay. then I'll read mine. Okay. I kinda have six, but okay, that's or fine. seven. You can give an honorable mention. Okay. So the first thing I thought of when you told me to think of them mm-hmm. is one of my favorite places. Um Zeke's Coffee. Woot. I love them. I Met Chris when I was working at the beauty shop, and he was just just starting to do this project. He was providing us free coffee every day, and you know he hadn't opened up the new location yet. He was in the tiny little location underneath the beauty shop, and 
he's just such a nice guy. He worked so hard to make this dream come true. Mm-hmm. He taught himself everything. And it's just literally some of the best coffee I've ever had in my whole life. It's so good. Um, he had one blend that was like some Japanese blend from a volcano. And it was like <laughs> the most amazing coffee I've ever had, ever, literally. And so I, I love his new venue. It's so awesome. And how is it cozy the one with the drive through too? Or is he it has a, a drive through now. Okay. It's not quite open yet. Okay. Um, but now it is across the street from where it used to be in like, I think that was the shoe store. Oh, okay. And, or something. Ace, maybe. Mm. But... He turned it into a really awesome space. I think he used to work at um, that cement place, Red Star or something. Okay. Or Outlaw Studios. Oh, okay. Before he did the coffee thing. So he has like this concrete like decor experience. Oh, yeah. So the, the shop has that element to it. Huh. And it's got a really just great aesthetic. And he's just a really nice guy. Yeah, I his haven't wife been to the new, stop nice. yet. new spot yet. Oh. I have to stop in there. Yeah, it's great. It's perfect. So that was the first thing I thought of. Okay. Shout out to Zeke's. Shout out to Chris and Zeke's. Um, I also love Espresso Mana, which is where I went today. But I got to give Chris the, the shout out there. So the number two thing I thought of, my favorite food is hamburgers. Okay. And my favorite hamburger in Pittsburgh is Burgatory. Ah. So they're the bomb. I have yet to be to go to <gasps> Burgatory. What? Is, you haven't? We need well, to go I on d- a tour of my favorite places. <laughs> Apparently. Um, I, like, I mean, I don't. I know they have a veggie burger and they think they have Oh, you don't a, eat yeah, burgers. Don't eat, and they don't have a they don't have a turkey burger, I think is why. And that's They my, have like a like a tuna burger or something really? that's really it's Turkey good. burgers are my jam. Okay. And I always go to Burger cuz they have yeah. like the Thanksgiving one. They do have a good. They have good ones too, but Burgatory wins for me because okay. they have this like grass-fed wasabi beef that's dry-aged and it's just <laughs> wow. Okay. So if and, you are if you yeah. dig on beef burgers. Yes. That is your spot. And they have these like um Portobello mush fried portobello mushrooms and like a tempura batter that oh, are wow. amazing. That sounds so good. they're really good. Um, if just to stick with the food and okay. move on, <laughs> I think the best meal, if you know, if that's my casual dining, the best meal I've had is cure. Oh really? Yes. <laughs> Did you like, have you eaten there? No, their menu terrifies me. <laughs> it was so. Me and Eric like to we're like novice foodies. Uh-huh. Like we're not obnoxious about it but like for birthdays and anniversaries we're like what is the coolest fanciest newest hippest okay but not like fine dining like lamont but like you know right how we have all these cool foodie places well you so. want to try some like new like cuisines and right somebody's creations so we we went to cure for his birthday last year and it was like the best meal ever it's just but if you don't eat meat yeah yeah you're it's not, not the, it's yeah there's a pig on totally the door ter- like yeah. it's not you're like not happening so yeah a lot of meat over here, but you know, I don't even think. No, I did. I had a steak, but they had some good non-meat elements of our meal. Okay, um, but yeah, it's not the place to go if you're a vegetarian. At all. <laughs> okay, so beyond food, mm-hmm. I love Commonwealth Press. Okay, they're like my favorite. I have bought Eric almost every single shirt there. I have like four or five of them. Nice. I think they're so clever and cool. <laughs> I just love them. All my like relatives that don't live in Pittsburgh anymore, I buy when they need when I need to buy them something. I buy them a Commonwealth <laughs> T-shirt. So I just I love them. I think they're awesome. Nice. <laughs> um, and then Naked Geometry. Do you know that? I do not know that. Okay, so James Geyer is he's a DJ and an artist, and he makes sacred geometry jewelry and pendants and art oh really out of um 
woods and he does it at the tech shop so he like laser cuts everything oh really and it's like these beautiful intricate amazing designs um one year i got everyone for christmas like an ornament made out of it oh wow and it's and you know it has a spiritual element too it you know it has the sacred geometry and he's really smart about that stuff i think he's Hmm. a really cool person in general um but very cool, local, handmade, amazing gifts. Nice. I have a bunch of his pieces. I buy them as gifts for people, for everyone. Awesome. And then and Christmas um, is coming, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Commonwealth and Naked Geometry. <laughs> um, and an honorable mention, because you said events, mm. and this kind of ties into both of those things, is Handmade Arcade. Love it. Oh, yeah. That's where I like to get all my Christmas gifts for nice. everybody. Good deal. So I totally cheated, but. That's okay. <laughs> it's your show. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so mine is um, Pip and Lola's handmade soap. Ooh, they are um, on Etsy right now. Just Etsy, and I know they just work out of their houses. So husband and wife team. How cute. Um, Sam and Bruce, Cam- Cam- Story Campbell is their name. Huh. And I just like they just moved back here to Pittsburgh. They've been away. They're from Pittsburgh, but they've been away for a few years, and they just moved back recently. And I just met Sam and. Um, like, they're great. They're, like, an awesome couple. And, like, you know, part two, I guess her husband also makes kilts. Oh, cool. kilts. Yeah. It's, like, hand, like hard bars of soap. Yeah. Like, oh, it's oh like, cool. Yeah, actually, I, it's, like, she was so sweet and gave me, like, a couple, a bunch of samples. And I'll give mm. you a couple samples. And, like, they, they're so good. They smell so good. They're all natural. And they have, like, the mm. vegan ones. And um, it's just really good stuff. And I, you, I had that as my... Sis- for my sister's oh, um, bridal shower, yeah, those were the favors. So nice. I, so Sam, um, they made some bars of soap for us and had like the personalized Cute. labels and everything. So yeah, so um, yes, they're on Etsy right now. So yeah, Pip you and- can Pip and Lola. Pip and Lola. Yes, and I cool. think it's named after their kids. Like their, like their kids' names are Pip and Lola. Cool. So um, that's literary cool. names. Yep. And um, also Ema's natural body and hair care. Yeah, now, I've s- heard of that. Yeah, I've stumbled upon her at, um, I think it was a natural hair care show that was happening over the summer. I forget where it was. But um, yeah, like I bought this shea butter lemongrass mm. scented um, body butter. Oh my God, it was so good. Sm- uh, sounds uh, like oh it my God, so it was good. amazing. Yes. Um, so I would highly recommend that. And I haven't, mm. I have yet to like delve into everything else, but that I'm addicted to that. That body butter was just like so good. It wasn't greasy. Like it yeah. was just like it went right on and just like and it smelled so good. When it's natural, it is. It's so much better. Yeah. Because essential oils just absorb right into your skin. Yes. And when they put all that everything, yeah, exactly. And blah. Yep. So I've been trying to be much like in the past few years, I've been much more cautious about that. Like, I, you know, I pay attention to what I'm eating, but a lot of times I've, that falls short with like cosmetics and like lotions and soaps yeah. and stuff like that. But it's like, it's all going in the body. Like, yeah. It's like, it needs to, so. My family makes fun of me because I won't wear regular deodorant and <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to put aluminum in my armpits. Right. And then get no. breast cancer. Like, it's I'm right. good. Yeah, I use Tom's. I mean, me too. And I'm like, yeah, it's not perfect. I might be a little ripe today, but Sometimes. I won't have cancer. <laughs> I'll take a little sticky <laughs> yeah. over that any day. Exactly. Um, three, I, I also have a printing place, Paper, Cotton, and Ink. Yeah. Um, Mike Potter, I believe is his name. And um, he made some t-shirts for me for a 48-hour film project for oh, a couple cool. years. And Where's um, he at? homestead was the last place that this was like two years ago that's where 
I'm where he was when I met him and when he made the the t-shirts and stuff. But recently, he told me he moved. He has a new location, but I don't know if it's like a store or right. if it's a retail shop or what. But I know that they've got a website and the Facebook page and everything. And so, so it's you all just, like custom printing. I think it's all custom oh, printing. Cool. Yeah. So um, if you guys need like I've large done a amounts, lot of that. yeah, large amounts of of uh, uh, t-shirts and stuff, and he just like he does a great job. He's like great pricing and quick. Is very yeah. fast and um yeah so I give I would check out paper cotton and ink if you've got a bunch of t shirts to print out. Um number four, House of the Dead. Down oh, the street, yeah. Lawrenceville. <laughs> My dudes down at the House of the Dead, Chuck and Stu. Um yeah, I've started reading the Walking Dead comics. I see that. So I, that's the only place where I've been getting them. I'm like supporting my local retailers. Yeah. And I just stop in there like every other week or so and buy the new one. And Chuck and Stu are awesome. Like they like chit chatting with everybody that comes in there about like whatever. And what a like unique like I know. passion right. to make it a business. Yeah, like it's not even just, you know, like the costumes or the costume the comic books, but they've got movies, they've got like the little dolls, they've got apparel like yeah. all your zombie wear apparel that you would need like those Anything Monroeville you could ever want. the Monroeville zombies jerseys and all that stuff so yeah um i would definitely check that out if you like horror and scare and um an eatery the chateau cafe and cakery over um yeah, it's like nobody really Where's knows that? it's like over in manchester it's near the manchester oh, craftsman scale yeah okay. it's like maybe three blocks away from us and oh. it's it's kind of a sucky location for them because like i like for the longest time we were worried that they wouldn't get enough business and they would leave and they would leave somewhere good. yeah but it's so good like they have really um great pastries and stuff but mm. my favorite thing to get is their um greek salad with like a strawberry vinaigrette dressing it's so good and Yummy. everybody like and and Everybody in there that works there, they're super cool. And it turned out, like, I'd been going there for maybe a year. Like, I think they've been there for about three years now. And um, hmm. I come to find out that one of the owner's husband was a guy I used to party with back in, like, my rave days. It was like, <laughs> you had rave days, too. Yes. <laughs> Early 2000s, yes, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, that is a really good place to check out if you find yourself over in, like, the north side Manchester mm. area. It's so I'm good. not a sweet tooth. I'm all about the meat. <laughs> <laughs> Eric you, loves sweets, and I'm like, I'll have a cookie here. You're, you're just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, no, I like salt. salt yeah. I mean, meat. I'm not, like... Cheese. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Salt and cheese. That's... I just read that cheese is as addictive as hard drugs. Really? It releases the same kind of like dopamine in your brain. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. That's why we love cheese. So much. Oh my God. It's so good. Like, Better that's... cheese than heroin. I mean. Yeah. Exactly. I would absolutely sure. Totally. Like I, I'm fine. Odin on cheese. Um. <laughs> All day. But yeah, like pastries. I don't. I'm not like yeah. Anytime. French all the time. Are pretty amazing. I like carrot cake like i like what i like yeah. and if it's something like oatmeal raisin cookies that's my favorite cookie ever get those from Giant Eagle. or I like good like pecan one that's really good really mm-hmm. and like uh tiramisu that's my number one like if Ooh, tiramisu is on the yeah. menu i have to get it yeah no matter what <laughs> so that is my list so i urge everybody to please check out if you're in pittsburgh or plan to come to pittsburgh check out those places for foods and gifts and beauty care products there's so many great entrepreneurs in pittsburgh right i mean it was hard to like just you know it was and i, I got very food heavy because that's what <laughs> I'm you're all hungry about. yeah <laughs> i'm all about the food okay I'm all right gonna get a totally random question yep okay and all right 
what artist of today do you think will be remembered 100 years from now? Hmm. Of any medium. Yep. Hmm. 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 Hundred years. <sighs> I mean, there's artists that I want to be remembered, like a visual artist, like Vanessa German. Mm, yeah. But a hundred years is a long time. It is a long time. And I'm gonna say that I'm not happy with who I think this is. <laughs> but it's like. It's not necessarily your... No, it is not my choice, but I think that the person that could make an impact for that long is someone like Miley Cyrus or like (sighs) Beyonce. Mm, I think you're right 100 years from now. I mean, because she was... With Miley, it was like... Or like Kanye and Kim Kardashian, which you can't even say Kim Kardashian is an artist because she's not an artist. No. But, you know, like... Miley, for for example, makes such she's a like spectacle. A, yeah, of, she's like performance art. Yeah. She's like the new Gaga. Yeah. At least Which, with Gaga. Gaga's doing great on the oh my God. show. So good. So creepy. Like I She was made to be a million year old vampire. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. I um never really had any strong opinions about Gaga one way or another. Yeah. There are a few of her songs that I do like. Yeah. I uh, didn't it's not like I repulsed her. I, no. I don't lo- typically like pop, but mm. it's not like I was like, oh, I hate her. But with Miley, right. it's like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Miley, I want to punch in the mouth. Yeah. Most definitely. For but, sure. um But, you know, but it could Gaga. be somebody like Beyonce and Jay-Z. They, you know, have a legacy that may. Or yeah. Kanye, because he really is trying to be like this renaissance man of our era. He wa- he really thinks he's going to be president. <laughs> Did you hear about that? I heard about and, that. And Kim said um, the first thing they'll do is redecorate the White House. Heaven help us all. If- My friend put up a meme about his new clothing line um, that it's like derelict <laughs> from Zoolander. <laughs> and he's like Mustafa. <laughs> it's like homeless chic. That's, oh, my God. That's absolutely it's perfect. It's so right on. Oh, my God. Ugh. And it's like a joke on us because that's like totally what it is. I know. We're all being played. <laughs> like, Kanye is trolling the hell out of everybody. But, you know, unfortunately, I think the largest voices are what get remembered. Yeah. You know, and there's so many amazing artists. And the most that, ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that's what sells, right? Yeah. Good uh, question, though. Say lovey. Say lovey. Well, Lainey. This was awesome. Yes. I hope it was painless for you. It was. And, it was fun. Uh, yes, I enjoyed myself. I liked getting just to sit down and chat with you. And just realizing how much we totally have in common. Yes. Yeah. So we need to, I don't know if it's going to, it's not going to happen this winter, but you know, get our old lady butts out of the house every once in a while and go have some Laney Camila time. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we always have our birthday. Yes. Always. always, We'll always have February. We'll always have February winter storm. (laughs) Oh, do you have any events or anything you want to shout out or where Um, to find you on social medias, Twitter um, or anything? I'm at Sweet One Laney. I'm never on Twitter, (laughs) but I'm at Sweet One Laney on Twitter and Instagram. And um, I'm really not on social media as much anymore. I manage other people's social media, you know? By the time you get to yours, you're just like, uh. I'm I'm working on doing another Freedom from Fracking Festival. Okay. Um, It won't have 14 acts this time. We're going to scale it down a little bit. Mm. Um, But that is in the works. That was awesome. Last year, we were able to raise money for um, families who have lost their water to fracking. 
in yeah. southwestern PA. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do that again. And um, check out Next Pittsburgh. They're always doing and writing about awesome stuff. Uh, my girl Kelly Mays. Word. She's going to start working on her sixth studio album. Oh, so wow. I don't have a date on that yet, but it's it's in the works. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a collab album. Nice. Working with like as many conscious artists as we can find to work oh, with awesome. Her. Yeah, so that'll be exciting. Nice. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, and as always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at the underscore Rugged Angel, and you can check out RuggedAngel.com for past episodes. Thank you, Amy.